Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. The Cleveland Browns are pushing back against claims made by former coach Hugh Jackson that he was paid by the team to lose games as completely fabricated. How about that? This started with a lawsuit from Brian Flores alleging racism in the NFL, which nobody disagrees with at all. Even the white guys are saying we got a racial problem here in the NFL and discrimination, and it's turned around to this. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Hour 2 of the RP Show. Tell your friends that we're on the air live right now on YouTube. No Game Plus television today, but I'm certainly hoping that changes next week. As soon as Monday, when we'll be broadcasting live from Super Bowl 56 in Los Angeles. I'm going to just say this right off the bat. I'm not sure if he's left us yet, but John Ohm Ohm, just said, off to lunch, be safe, be kind, bless. I hadn't rung the bell yet, the gong, so I wanted to get that out of the way before we welcome the moose back in, Darren Moose DuPont. And hey, moose, where is my belt? We do have breaking news today. This has come down from Justin Dunk that the Toronto Argonauts have traded Canadian linebacker Cam Judge, a product of UCLA, to the Calgary Stampeders for Royce Mechie, veteran Canadian defensive back who's the older brother of Alabama Crimson Tide star John Mechie. So there's some news there. I see that Arlen Bruce III has entered the chat. Great Cup champion receiver in the Canadian Football League. He's all over this our indoor football league team and uh, our league. He says, Canadian Arena League football, CAF, C-A-L-F, coming to a province near you. Football is life. That from Arlen Bruce the third, And they're coming up with names for the teams, Moose. BW, watching in Alberta, says the CAF team could be the Red Deer Rustlers, owned by the Sutter Club, the Sutters. My cousin Christine in Medicine Hat has already named the team, the Medicine Hat Maulers. So uh, they're, getting, they're getting excited about that. It's a Flame Tech Football Friday, so there's a lot of football news. Were you able to catch any of the interview with one Matt DeBuck last hour, Moose? Just a little bit of it, um, but not a lot of it, because I, of course, took another call during it. But uh, no, it was good to see him on. Um, what did I miss? You are the, you are the busiest guy in, in broadcasting, I swear to God. You are. Or should I say podcasting? I don't know, because we're doing it all. But I'll tell this story again, and, um, and then I'll get to more viewer comments here for, for Taco Time. So we go to the restaurant, Cafe Seville, where that Jones group of guys said, because once you get in with that group, you're in. I don't think you can get, I don't think you can get out. And they said... Uh, you got to get hooked up with Matt DeBuck. He's coaching the high school football team here, Cardinal Gibbons. They're in this 4A state championship tomorrow night. You should go. I couldn't go, but they ended up getting him on the phone with me, and we got talking, and he said he was Jeremy O'Day's roommate with the Argos. So he starts telling Doug Flutie stories from 1997 when they all won the Grey Cup together in Toronto. This high school coach here in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and he called Doug Flutie the Kramer of the condo complex. That Doug Flutie would just open the door and fly in, you know, unannounced, uninvited. And uh, so those, those were some of the, st- you're cutting that, right, Nelson? Fort Lauderdale High School coach calls Doug Flutie the Kramer 
of the CFL. So he told right, some stories like about it. that and and how uh, how a viable option the Canadian Football League is for any players that want to further their career or coaches too. And he said he considered going to Edmonton. He could have gone to the Elks with Jones, but he's just got a great thing going on down here. And pretty soon, Moose, we're going to get you down here to South Florida, and you're not going to want to leave either. You're going to get it. Oh, yeah. You're going to get it, man. It's the greatest place. For me, it's the greatest place. And just another uh, a CFL thing here. Well, Wayne and Victoria says, so if you're on YouTube, are you a podcast? I'm so confused. I'm confused, too. Can we settle this once and for all? What the hell are we? Like, I, I remember sitting, doing a show, Jason Claremont, the future Hall of Famer, BC Line and Rough Rider Great, turned to me in the bunker, Moose, and goes, so is this a podcast? And I'm like, you know, I don't really know. Because we're on live television, we're live streaming audio, we're live streaming video, but you can go back and watch it later. You know, I don't really know. And in a way, I don't think it's that special to be a podcaster because any boob and his dog can be a podcaster. You know what I mean? It's not that special. But then I think maybe it is cool to be a podcaster. I don't know. Tom Brady announced on his podcast Monday night with Jim Gray that it's a day-to-day situation. Tom Brady's got a podcast, so it must, must be cool. What are we, Moose? It is cool to be a podcast. You know, anybody can do okay. it, but not anybody can have success. So let's remember that, right? Anybody can write an article, but not everybody's a journalist or can have people actually read their work um, on blogs and whatnot. And you know what? That's the world we live in now. When you're on Twitter and people are consuming you on Twitter, a large majority of them only know you as the guy on Twitter, whatever your handle is. They don't know you're a TV show, blah, blah, blah. In YouTube, they think we're a YouTuber. On TV, they think we're a television show. And on podcasts, we're a podcaster. So you know what? I'm okay being something different to different people. And that's kind of what we got to be okay with. Yeah. We're a little bit of different things to everybody. The guys are watching from Crown Gridiron Nation on TSN. And they say it's platformed content. See, they're a TV show on TSN. I don't know if that's Gord Randall or Jim Mullen that's writing in, the host of that show, but I'll take it. Uh, <laughs> Jason in Red Deer says, I would call it a sports show, not a podcast. Arlen Bruce says, the sports buffet show. Uh, we have called ourselves the Golden Corral of sports talk. And by the way, did you see the link that I sent you? The brawl that broke out at the Golden Corral in Buck My County? My word. Yes, I saw it. That's unbelievable. I was just going to ask you if there's a Golden Corral in L.A., and I, I'm sure there is. Of course there is. Are you kidding me? But just for those that don't know, Golden Corral, America's finest buffet, says Jeff Foxworthy, who we're going to see May 28th at the Great Eagle Event Center. There, a brawl broke out. There's video of it. Just Google Golden Corral brawl, and you'll see it in Buck County. And now I was, I was alerted to this on Sports Radio 560 WQAM in Miami. The hosts were talking about it. And they said the brawl broke out over the fact that they run out of bacon, which I get. But if you go and read the story, it's because they ran out of steak. That's what it was. So back on point here because it is a Flame Tech Football Friday. I'm sort of jump all over because the, the viewers are trying to stay in my my tracks here <laughs> it's not that easy it's more it's better to stay you're in like, my wake you know what you're like a rabbit on the grid road right 
You know when you get them locked in your headlights and they can't get out, they can't escape the headlights, right? When you're going down a gravel road at night and a rabbit gets caught in your headlights, that's what's happening. There's, like I have yet to come across a grid road in South Florida, but I will tell you this. I had to drop my Jeep off yesterday. It needs a little work, nothing too major, but I was walking home and I crossed the tracks. I'll send you a picture of it. And I'm like, this, this, this reminds me of Milestone, Saskatchewan, the track in July because it was 27 degrees Celsius. Anyways, somebody wrote in here, Tacona Pauli in Winnipeg. Rod, what's your thought on Andrew Harris playing again? Would he be a free agent? And to double down on that, Arlen chipped in and said, Andrew Harris is a first ballot Hall of Famer, whether he plays another down or not. That's my little protege. I don't know enough about this story. I only know what I'm reading. And I see the story that the Bombers and Andrew Harris have yet to open contract talks yet. Serious contract talks. They're, they're, they've got a stable of tremendous Canadian running backs by name Brady Oliveira and Johnny Augustin, who they just signed yesterday. But none of them are named Andrew Harris. Does Andrew Harris not strike you as the kind of guy that you're going to have to drag kicking and screaming into retirement doesn't he he strikes me as that kind of guy he's got nothing left to prove ask the winnipeggers more than me if the bombers don't offer him a contract allow what the rough riders did to john ryan and they're getting some blowback over that how's that going to go over in winnipeg i know and that was the question going into the offseason is what do you do with andrew harris because every year you get older it's going to be tough no matter when it happens. If it happens this offseason, next offseason, three offseasons after that, it's going to be hard anyways because of what he's meant to the organization, what he's accomplished in the league, and, and who he is as a person. Um, but that's a decision they got to make, and you've got really talented players in the, in the organization. That's, that's going to be a hard call. They could move on from Andrew Harris, and the organization will be okay. But it's like, when do you want to do that, and how much is it worth to keep him around? So. We're still a little ways away from knowing that, but hey, free agency is is right here. So we might know what's going to happen sooner than later. I just think we should put that to the Winnipeggers. How do you feel about Andrew Harris not coming back? I'm, in a way, a little surprised that he wants to. Like, listen, man, go, go look up his Wikipedia. Played junior football, as we know, with the Vancouver Island Raiders. He's from Winnipeg. Drafted in 08 uh, as a territorial exemption by the BC Lions. So he played with BC from 09 to 2015. Look at this. All-star, 2012, 2015, 16, 17, 18. (laughs) CFL's most outstanding Canadian, 2017. Grey Cup MVP, 2011 and 2019. That's nine years apart. Nine seasons apart. He's the MVP of the Grey. He's won three Grey Cups. Three Canadian Bowls. My God. But he's still playing, so you're not talking about having that Hall of, Dis- Hall of Fame discussion just yet. But it was Arlen Bruce that said it. That Winnipeg, how do you, you tell me if the Bombers are ready to move on from this guy? Because as they've told me, I've never played a down of football in my life. You have. But the football guys tell me. We just missed, by the way, 11-11 Mountain, 111 Eastern. Thank you, Cousin Christine, for throwing that out. Anytime you carry the ball as a ball carrier in football, you're hit 
five times on average. So you kind of wonder how much Andrew Harris even has left, but it seems to me like he's not ready to hang it up. Yeah, no, for sure. I get that sense too that, you know, the players want to keep playing and, and he's a guy with an ultra high competitive drive and I can't imagine he'd want to play, but now it's a, it's a much different decision to play another year or find a new team and start in a new community again. That's, that's a little bit of a different conversation. Well, uh, there are so many free agents in the CFL still. I mean, you're seeing a lot of names being signed, but you know, the Riders haven't signed William Powell yet, right? Right. So they're not looking at Andrew Harris. To me, it's Winnipeg or nothing for Andrew Harris. It's his hometown. To be honest with you, he seems like a really good guy. I've had communication with him. One of my kids has had communication with him on Instagram, actually. He's a normal dude. He's the kind of thing that you, he's the kind of person that you want in the CFL. But the sun sets on everybody. Tom Brady proved it on Tuesday that Father Time's undefeated. Uh, 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 uh. From Brian Snow, you know the snowman? He's writing in from Indianapolis on the 902 line. What does old Snowman have to do to get an RP hoodie or mug? Snowman, you got to go to rodpetersonshop.com. Put down your credit card and Bob's your uncle. Well, how, how strong is your, uh, your network, Snowman? You get us into uh, Lee Steinberg's Super Bowl party. I'll ship, you, I'll ship you a hoodie for free. How about that? <laughs> Grouch, you're back. We'll scratch ours. Uh, talking about the Chris Jones football tree. Uh, Jim in Belgoni writes in. He says, you get in, but they won't let you out. Sounds like the mob, Roddy. Careful. He says, any boob and his dog. This is a great podcast, says Jim. Um, <laughs> listen, somebody said to me the other day, they said, Rod, I would, could listen to you tell stories about Jones forever and Ryder stories. I said, throw a sports banquet. I'll come out anytime to your town. If you want to raise money, the most money and the fastest, have a sports banquet. I'll come out and tell you all my stories. I might tell you a few after this break, but how I got adopted into the Jones Army is a hell of a story. I didn't say I wanted out. I said I don't think I could get out if I wanted to. I'm not trying to get out. A wonderful group of guys. They're all watching right now. Jack in Alberta. The Cam Judge trade may be a sign that Daryl Sankey is going to be a free agent. There. I'm going to take a break and come back with now. They have a lot of questions here on this Flame Tech Football Friday and comments. So we'll be right back. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at Rod Peterson Dark. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Last day in beautiful South Florida for a while. Heading to Los Angeles on Saturday and Monday, we'll be broadcasting live from Super Bowl 56 from the Westin LAX Airport 
luxurious hotel. I almost said Motor Inn, but I've seen the picture. It's not a <laughs> Motor Inn. <laughs> so, yeah, it is a Flame Tech Football Friday. Flame Tech, industry leaders in combustion services, and we always thank our good men Denton up there and his crew for their continued uh, support. A lot of CFL questions have come in. Chris Jarl, by the way, in Surrey, BC, watching on Game Plus TV, says that he is going to ship the Bengals jersey to the bunker, Moose. So be on guard for that. The Bengals jersey coming to the bunker. I should have probably had him send it to Gray Eagle now that I think about it. Hold the presses, Chris, because after L.A., we're going to be in Calgary for a long time. <laughs> right? How about and you that? can so, probably find the shipping information for the event center online. I don't know how I became the middleman in this, but I'm out. I'm done. Chris, fine, Darren. Yeah, why did I ever pick that up? But anyways, for those that are uh, interested, uh, next week, yeah, broadcasting from Super Bowl in the Los Angeles area, right from the airport, Weston Airport Hotel. Coming down live, Alex Singleton of the Eagles to the hotel on our set. Uh, what do we say? Dan Moriarty, NHL Cool Shots alum. Uh, great work by Clark and these guys. Jared Stoll immediately said he was in. There's a Canadian hockey guy for you. We're hoping to get David Benefield, but here's Benefield. He's not sure he's going to pass his COVID test. I, hey, believe me, I get it. You got yours this afternoon, hey, Moose? And That's right. You haven't exactly locked yourself up all week, for the love of God. Like... How are you feeling? Are you feeling okay? I'm feeling confident. I'm feeling good. I started developing a uh, little bit of a headache about 35 minutes ago when I got worried. And maybe that's because I've only drank coffee. So I'm mixing in a couple of waters this morning. And how do you feel now? Amazing. Okay, good. Because when we were at Gray Eagle, where was it that you tweaked your back and you were oh, not in yeah. a good state? I know. Where was that? Uh, we were packing and setting up in the event center in the theater. And, uh, yeah, I could barely move. And um, had a little painkiller and a little rest, and that felt good. Yeah, I gave you some leave. That's right. And, and you flew out of there. That stuff Pretty was unbelievable, much. man. <laughs> Anyways. It Larry was a miracle Dye. rebound. It really was. Yeah. Mm. That's what Aleve does for you. Larry dies watching in Medicine Hat with regards to our talk last hour. And I didn't spend as much time on this as I wanted to. And now's the time. Larry says, I remember as a kid watching the CFL's All-Pro Countdown. It was a skills competition. We need to bring it back. Also waiting for Dupes' analysis on CFL ownership. So in the time we have left here before we bring in Greg Ellingson, and it is a lot of time. 123 Eastern, 123, if you're into numerology like us. Um, do you think in our lifetimes that they bring in a CFL skills competition a la what we saw in the NFL last night or what we're going to see in the NHL tonight? Never's a long time, as Gary Echeverry says. Never's a long time. <laughs> but I've, I see no yes. indication why they, why they will but I'd like to see it. Do you think they will? Yeah, I do. I think there's, you know, a whole new generation's coming along that's full of ideas and excitement and 
you know, they want to try new things. <laughs> and I think for, Sorry. because oh, bless, How about that? bless you. But for that, I think uh, I do. I think it'll happen. I do. If only for the reason that I'm probably going to be the one that makes it happen. Here's one. Here's another one. So I don't, I was casually watching the NFL skills competition last night and I can't remember who they said won the best catch, but it was cool because they were using props. And like I said, Mac Jones, Mac Jones was like the 60 year old MLB pitcher that's behind the wall, behind the pitching wall for the home run derby. You know, they always got the pitching coach, the old guy yeah. with the beer belly throwing at the guys. That was Mac Jones last night throwing in the, in the skills competition. In, in, in typical Mac Jones fashion, he's there in fleece champion sweats. <laughs> Somebody give this guy a fashion lesson. But anyways, I'm not sure who they said was the fastest player, but I think it might have been Micah Parsons, the Cowboys linebacker. That's the talk today, that Micah Parsons might be the fastest player in the NFL. And I don't know, maybe he is. He looks pretty fast to me playing linebacker for the Dallas Cowboys. But it just got me thinking, you know, what are we going to have in the CFL skills competition? Are we going to flat out ask and actually see who's the fastest runner in the CFL? Who's the most accurate quarterback? Who's got the strongest arm? You know, how far are we going down this? Are we going to get into bench press like uh, the uh, combine? I hope not. But dang, it's a lot of fun to talk about. Oh, it's it's a ton of fun to talk about. You know, it really is. You're going to get into the strong arm. You got to we got to figure out what we will do that will be Canadian, right? How do you incorporate the wide field into a skills competition? Um, a kick return, you know, with obstacles and robots. I have no idea what they'll do, but uh, we'll come up with some really neat ideas. It'll be fun, anyways. Ah, I see that you're you got too many things on the go, man. Can you stay on top of all of this? Do you think? But, well, got to expand the army to do that. <sighs> exactly. Uh, Jeff Cabillas watching in Winnipeg says, was Mac Jones repping the sweatpants capital? He was. Mac Jones looked like a guy that I would have been standing behind at Shoppers Drug Mart waiting to use the self-checkout. That's what Mac Jones looked like last night in the NFL skills competition. Like Tom Brady would have on a dry fit body forming tracksuit you could just imagine what mac jones looked like in the fleece champions you know what i mean just it looks sloppy yeah i you know maybe uh, that's his brand yeah. that's his it brand. is his brand that's the problem it. did you see the suit that he wore on draft night like it's like he got it at walmart nothing against walmart uh tacona Pauli, by the way says trayvon diggs won the fastest player competition last night, which another Dallas Cowboy. Please remind me why we're not playing in the Super Bowl this weekend with all the talent that Jera has assembled. My cousin Christine in Medicine Hat says a kicking competition would be cool. And actually, when she says that, the NFL, when I'm reading uh, the NFL communications release, there's all these cash prizes for the Pro Bowl on Sunday. One is a kicking competition. Longest field goal, you get $20,000 or $10,000 if you're that kicker, which automatically gets flipped to charity. There's a lot of tremendous competitions that we could have 
uh, in the CFL skills competition. Let's make a note of that too. Yeah. You know, who do, who do we who do you think would be the most accurate quarterback in the CFL right now? Quarterback in our in our skills competition. Brought to you by Bronco Plumbing and Heating. For a while, it was Trevor Harris, statistically, across the league in his career. Uh, most accurate? That's a great question. Dane Evans is pretty accurate when he, when he puts the ball up. Uh, Tacona tells me that, no, Rod, Trayvon Diggs won the nicest catch. Sorry. Like I said, I was in and out. Not, I was watching with half an eye. Uh, Craig Campbell from the Hockey Hall of Fame says, the fastest CFLer may beat the fastest NFLer time like Kendall Coyne did at the NHL All-Star. Would raise attention. Who's your guy with the LA Chargers? Tavon Campbell? Very fast. I'd put him up against most. Yeah, he's CFL and NFL, right? And yeah. uh, U Sports for that matter. Did you ever get a hold of him, by the way? Yeah, he's in Regina. Or he's in Canada. Okay, sorry, not gonna two people talking to me at once in my ear here. I felt like Andre Pearl for a second. Which by the way, <laughs> the reason I say that No, I'm serious. Somebody once yeah. a CFL ref told me it was when I was at the um when I was speaking at the Canadian Football Officials Association Gala. Way more fun than it sounds. And there was a CFL ref there and he said do you know why Andre Prohl looks like he got stung by a bee when he's announcing penalties? I'm like, I would love to know. Like the, the, the penalty, not to make fun, just what he sounds like. They, they got, he got five voices in his head. Every other ref, the guys in the press box, the guys in Toronto. <laughs> I, you know what I mean? That's what I, I get just it. had. It one of those the, moments. It throws you off when you got people in your ear all the time. The uh, Bomber fans are saying Zach Caleros would be the most accurate quarterback in the CFL skills. And uh, I could see that. Okay, so I was right. Micah Parsons did win the fastest runner, and Trayvon Diggs won the best catch. And I'll say it again, why are we not in the Super Bowl? Um, yeah, those two guys are on defense. Yeah. Dan in Saskatoon writes and says, why aren't the Cowboys in the Super Bowl? You spell it D-E-B-O. Debo Samuel, eh? Well, why aren't the 49ers in the Super Bowl? Stop it. Stop it. Um, Greg Ellingson coming up, by the way. I saw he on Twitter the other day saying, uh, whoever likes this tweet most, whichever fan base gets this most, I'll sign with your team. I'll be interested to see what Greg Ellingson has to say. Oh, by the way, thankfully, Chris Jarl's still watching, and he said, LOL. Okay, Rod, thank you. I will send it to Gray Eagle. I'll tell the Southern Alberta viewers this. I'll let it out of the bag right now. We are literally getting our mail at the Gray Eagle Resort and Casino. I mean, do you want to let it out of the bag? Like, we're going to, like, when I'm packing up to leave South Florida here, Tomorrow morning? Yeah. I'm packing for a long time. <laughs> Are we? And I'm very grateful to have this with Gray Eagle. I'm missing Calgary. I'm missing the Gray Eagle. I'm missing all the staff. Do you want to tell the folks how long we're going, or did you guys officially sign off on that? 
Well, it's not officially signed, but it might as well be. I mean, we're extending our uh, stay at Gregel, let's put it that way, and it's going to be multiple weeks long. So we'll get it all signed up here uh, by the end of, probably the end of the day. And uh, yeah, we're excited. Like I'm, I'm sitting here packing for LA, packing for Calgary. I'm not coming home. And you know, the amount of clothes you guys got to pack, uh, yeah, it's going to be quite uh, the full uh, vehicle. We got a few minutes left here. Breaking news from Justin Dunk says the Ottawa Red Blacks agree to terms with quarterback Jeremiah Masoli. How about Say it again. That? The Ottawa Red Blacks agree to terms with quarterback Jeremiah Masoli. The word was the Edmonton Elks and Ottawa Red Blacks were leading the way to get Masoli. And he is now an Ottawa Red Black. How do we feel about that? I'd like to hear from the Red Blacks fans on that. You're, audio, you're automatically signing a veteran quarterback. Where does Matt Nichols fit into this? You got Devlin Duck Hodges there. Dominic Davis just started following us on Twitter. I believe he is one of the many released. Obviously, Sean Burke, the new general manager in Ottawa, has a history with Jeremiah Masoli. He's clearly a fan. Does the signing of Jeremiah Masoli immediately make the Ottawa Red Blacks contenders in the CFL East? I got to say yes. There's only four teams. Big signing there in the CFL today. Yeah, it is. You know, it's another weapon for that group in Ottawa, and I think that's exciting. I think it's exciting. And, you know, bring guys to camp, have a great competition, figure out who's ready to play. It's a good idea. Competition's always, I think, usually a good idea. And uh, we know, you know, Jeremiah has a, a real high ceiling. So I'm excited for it. Moose, we'll see you back here for overtime. See you then. It is a Flame Tech Football Friday, and things are starting to shake in the Canadian Football League. If you just heard it, Jeremiah Masoli signing with the Ottawa Red Blacks. So says Justin Dunk of 3downnation.com. Hour two of the RP Show is brought to you by Great Western Original 16 Beer, the new Canadian ultra lager from Original 16. With only 80 calories, you can feel great drinking at any time. And on the way, in overtime, it will be Taco Time viewer takeover. Real food, real value, real flavor. Taco Time. Greg Ellingson joins us next. You're watching the RP Show's Flame Tech Football Friday on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. South Florida is where it's at. One more day of Flame Tech Football Friday continues before we head to Los Angeles in Super Bowl 56. Our coverage provided by dot, dot, dot. You'll find out on Monday's show who will be providing coverage for our Super Bowl shows from the West and LAX, Los Angeles International Airport, beginning Monday. But we'll be joined live, as is the plan, by Jared Stoll, Dan Moriarty, Warren Moon, potentially, they tell me. Alex Singleton of the uh, Eagles. It's going to be a great week of shows. Hey, by the way, a sports update here as we await Greg Ellingson. Manon Rayon made history as the first woman to play in an NHL game. 30 years later, she returns as a goalie in the breakaway challenge tonight as part of the NHL's all-star event in Vegas. 
Manon played one period of an exhibition game with the Tampa Bay Lightning versus the St. Louis Blues in 1992. I remember it like it was yesterday, and she was on Letterman. Because of that, it was amazing. Uh, by the way, the Raptors returned to the court tonight to host the Atlanta Hawks. Toronto earned a 127-120 home win last night over the Chicago Bulls. The sports update for dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news and analysis. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, RP Show viewers get 20% off with the promo code RPSHOW at G2GBars.ca. Well, I'm a big fan of this guy, Greg Ellingson, uh, a man who doesn't need any introduction to our viewers, but the uh, CFL, great. I think we got a little reverb going, but we'll get that figured out. Eskimos, Elks, Red Blacks, Tie Cats, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jellyman joins us today. Where are you from, Greg? Where are you at, Greg? I'm down in Tampa right now. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Oh, always good to chat with you, Greg. Now, I saw you on Twitter the other day saying you would sign with the fan base that gave you the most likes on your tweet or something along those lines. How is the free agent period going for you here? It's good. I don't know. You know, I was just up with it, what everybody's doing and uh, checking the Twitter feed, you know, during this open time when everybody can communicate and kind of see what's going on around the league. So I just thought it'd be fun to kind of reach out with the fans and, uh, you know, interact with them and, uh, you know, see what's going on. It kind of sparked with the, uh, you know, when Speedy B was talking about the rule change for uh, missed field goals and the a single point in the end zone, I just had some fun with uh, Peter Dykowski talking about, you know, maybe some potential rule changes and uh, just made, had a little fun with it. So I figured I'd, uh, you know, join in with the fans and, you know, see, see who could pull me in that direction the most. Well, good for you. I think that's awesome when players do that. What type of um, reaction did you get with that? And is there a fan base that's leading uh, coming out of that? Uh, actually, yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> they kind of asked if there was multiple votes could, uh, you know, happen throughout the days. I was like, if you message me every single day, I'll, I'll count a vote and a tally for every team that does it. So I have some, some, some consistent followers that, uh, have been messaging me every day, trying to pull me in that direction. So H Hamilton, uh, you know, those fans have been doing a pretty good job, you know, and I was blessed to start my career with them, uh, for two years. So, you know, it's been fun interacting with those fans that I started my career with, uh, you know, Winnipeg, they put a lot of, you know, they use that uh, Jefferson tweet and meme of, you know, come on down to Winnipeg uh, quite quite a bit and uh, definitely Saskatchewan. You know, they always have a great fan base and, you know, really do a good job with making sure that, you know, it's known who they want and uh, interacting with their fans a lot. And, and then obviously, uh, you know, the Red Blacks, uh, the history that we had there for four years. So a lot of the fans that I've had connections with and, uh, you know, known over the years and kept in contact with, they made sure they did a good job of, uh, you know, putting some snow angels up and, uh some second and 25 miracle on bank street videos for me to, to interact with them with. So it's, it's been a lot of fun. And, you know, it's kind of what you have to do with free agency is you have to have fun with it because at the end of the day, um, it doesn't really shake out until the eighth, you know, because uh, some guys are just going to resign with the teams uh, that they're with because, you know, most players, I think want to create a legacy with the team that they're, that they've been with and they kind of want to stay in, in one spot, you know, that's kind of a dream as an athlete. Um, and then aside from that, you know, just kind of, see where the cards fall because GMs have decisions to make. They try to keep the players that they want. And then other than that, you're kind of waiting around to see how things shake out because you don't really know where you're going to go until uh, you see what everybody else does and, and, and the dominoes fall in the way they're supposed to. I'm glad to hear you say you're having fun with it because if you don't laugh, you'll cry because of the stress associated with this. But I swear, I've been following your career for a long time. I never thought you'd leave Hamilton. Then I never thought you'd leave Ottawa. I don't think you'll leave Edmonton, although your boy Trevor Harris is gone. But 
I mean, four-time division all-star, one-time all-Canadian, a great cup champion. Can you explain to the fans why guys don't stay with one team anymore? Because if you just said it, if it was up to you, you would stay. But it's just not a real good business decision anymore. Yeah, I think um, there's a lot of factors that play into that, right? Um, I guess when I left Hamilton, you know, the, the reason I left then at that point was uh, I've kind of felt that I was undervalued, you know, that, that, that was what would happen. You know, I didn't play too much. They kind of sat me the second half of the year. So, you know, as a player, you want to be on the field and, and you want to see when you go to free agency, you have teams telling you, you know, if you come here, you know, you're going to be one of our guys. So that's why the switch from Hamilton to Ottawa was made because, you know, Hamilton kind of stopped playing me towards, the, you know, the end of the season. And then Ottawa was, you know, willing to pay me money to, to come in there and, and, and be one of the guys with those, you know, Chris Williams and Ernest Jackson, Brad Sinopoli. And at that time, Mo Price. So, you know, you kind of see those guys start signing uh, with teams. You're like, wow, you know, you really have some potential to, you know, make a push for the Grey Cup and be a successful team and get into the playoffs and, and, and make a crack at it. So at that point, that's why I switched. And then, you know, leaving from Ottawa, it was, uh, you know, kind of just one of those things where it, it felt like the you know, value wasn't there for me anymore. And uh, you, you had other teams that are reaching out telling you, you know, they want you to be the guy. So definitely as a player, you have to kind of look out for yourself in the way that, you know, you don't want to have a, maybe an off game here and there, and then you know you get you get benched, and and then you're back in a position and not playing. You want to go somewhere where people believe in you, and as much as they believe in you, you want to believe in that team as well. You know, you want to have success, so you kind of go where uh, you know is best for yourself. But at the end of the day, you know, when you look at it, you you really just want to be with a team that values you and also is able to be successful and uh, a place where you can interact and have fun. You know, that, that's what it all comes down to. For sure. And you will get that contract for sure. You'll get that offer. And I'm just excited to see where you play um, like all of your fans are. That, that's what makes this time of year a lot of fun. But I got to ask you something. Maybe it'll be where your boy Trevor Harris ends up because uh, Trevor, uh, the rumor is he's going to go to BC. I don't know. He said that we would be the first to know. What is it about you two and the special? Uh, did you pick up any French in Ottawa, Greg? It's je ne sais quoi. Little special. I don't know what. Between you and Trevor Harris, what do you two have together? <laughs> uh, I don't, you know, I don't know what it is. I, I think we both respect each other's game a lot. Um, definitely, he's one of the guys that, you know, comes prepared every day. You know, he, he's working at practice and, and you see the preparation he puts in. And, and when you see that, you, I mean, all quarterbacks have to do that. But he, he goes a step beyond, you know, the communications there. So, you know, that's kind of why we've always kept track of each other. You know, we chatted a few days ago and, you know, kind of just, Actually, we had a nice little FaceTime uh, chat with a bunch of guys back from Ottawa, you know, that uh, that team with Deontay Spencer, you know, he jumped on the call and Willie Powell and, and Brad jumped in there, got to see his you know, son James and, you know, just kind of reconnect here and there. But, you know, it's, it's just a friendship beyond football, right? Uh, that's kind of what brings guys together. And you talk to a lot of the great teams about their success and, you know, how the things they do throughout the season and pushing them uh, to be successful towards the end of the year and get into the Grey Cup. Every single one of those teams talks about the locker room, you know, being more than football and, and the brotherhood that they have. And, and that's what makes it special. And that's why you want to surround yourself with those guys. And, you know, I, I told him if we don't end up together uh, this year, you know, I'm always going to be in his corner rooting for him and, and, and watching from across the sideline. Uh, just hopefully not too much uh, luck when he's playing against me. But, you know, you never know where he was going to end up. I don't think anybody knows at this point exactly where they are, all, all the free agents. I think the eighth is really going to be a telltale sign of, you know, where everybody uh, ends up and the cards fall into place. And, you know, then you have some decisions to make at that point. That's going to be quite a day. Hey, I could talk to you all day, Greg, but I'm going to only ask you one more question. I've been down in Florida for quite a while. I'm still in the Celsius thermometer in my head. 
<laughs> I know. It's 26 degrees Celsius here in South Florida. I'm sure it's similar in Tampa. What did you think when you came to the CFL and the snow started flying for the first time, especially that 2013 Grey Cup when it was minus 52 when you guys got off the plane in Regina? How did you survive and not die as a Florida guy? That was uh, quite the shocker. I still have uh, some pictures from practicing at Regina uh, for that Grey Cup uh, when we had Henry Burris and they they gave us a pretty good whooping, uh, you know, that game, and we weren't really in it. But leading up to that, I remember practicing, and it was literally a blizzard. Like, I'm running routes downfield, 30, 25, 30 yards, and a, and a full, like, suit, sweatpants, sweatshirt, jacket, put it over my pads. And I can remember, like, barely seeing the ball leaving the quarterback's hands and, like, trying to track it through the snow as it's coming towards me. And also, I recall a couple guys on our team got frostbite. Uh, <laughs> during those practices, so that was the coldest. I think that was uh, really just threw me into the well, threw me into the ice, not the fire, but really threw me into the ice. And uh, you know, after that, it's never been that cold up there again uh, for any of the games I've played in. So once I went through that, I think I was you know an honor- honorary Canadian at that point, and uh, it doesn't really phase me anymore. It's also a mental thing, you know. If you let it get to you, then then you're gonna have some problems. Same with the rain or any other weather conditions, and that's why the CFL is great. You know, we we really have to deal with all those different conditions throughout the season, especially going into the fall and the winter. And uh, whether it's sleet, whether it's a Grey Cup and we're sliding around, in, you know, in Edmonton when we're playing Calgary or, or whether it's in Regina when you're practicing through a blizzard, you know, you just have to mentally be tough and make sure that you can brave the elements no matter what they are. I apologize. The fans are loving this. They're just some questions have come in for you. One is your big puppy dog. My cousin's watching in Medicine Hat. Christine, she wants to know what's your dog's name and breed? Yeah, what's your story on that big fella? What you doing? He's just sleeping right now. His <laughs> name's uh, Odin. He's four years old. He's taking a little nap, as you can see. Uh, he's a Great Dane Mastiff, uh, about 160 pounds, right? Odin, come here. Come here. Come on. See if he can creep over here and say <laughs> hi. <laughs> here he comes. There you go. Here he comes. This is a good stretch. Hey, right Odin. Hey, Odin. <laughs> yeah, we want, wherever we go, we're a package deal. So if you, we need some D linemen, you know, this guy will make a pretty good run at the quarterback if you put a stake on his neck. Yeah, no kidding. And uh, we're talking about a CFL skills competition, obviously, because of the NFL had it last night. The fans want to know who you think is the most accurate quarterback in the CFL if we had a competition for that. Oh, man. I mean, it's a little biased, but I mean, I'm going to go with some of the things I've seen with Trevor, you know, at least playing right now, right? Like, I've seen some crazy games where he's uh, not missed the pass, you know, for a whole half almost and going to the third quarter. Uh, know what was he on his career like 71 percent or somewhere around there i could be wrong you probably have the stats better than i do but uh i've seen some crazy games where he's just been so locked in that you know he, he barely misses a, a throw and puts it right where it's supposed to be so that'd probably be my guys the most you know accurate right now but uh you know there, there's some young guys coming up right now too uh dane evans man that guy's uh pretty impressive uh you know masoli's all you know, there's a reason those guys in the great cup and and, and Zach Caleros and the way he can extend the, the pocket and really push the ball down the field and put it where it's supposed to be. You can never forget about Bo Levi. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's lots of talent around there and, and hopefully with uh, having one season last season without missing one, like we did the year before, you know, everybody's a little bit more locked in this year and uh, we can really see guys pushing the ball down the field and, and making some big plays like, you know, we're used to seeing. Wouldn't it be fun to have a competition? Hopefully one day uh, while we're all still young. Greg, good luck in free agency. Blessings to you. Thanks for the time, and uh, stay safe down there. Thanks for having me, Rod. Always appreciate it. Call me anytime.
You betcha. Thank you. I guess I should say up there because he's north of where I am. We'll be back with uh, overtime right after this. Stick around, everybody. It's a Flame Tech Football Friday. You're watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. One last time. One last time. Wave bye-bye, everybody. Last segment as we head into overtime for the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the UFC and the NHL, because after this, we're packing up, heading to Los Angeles, where the coast will flip. And we'll have some shots like that for you beginning Monday as we bring the moose back in from the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. And it is Taco Time viewer takeover. i got to say... Give our uh, fine sponsors a follow on social media, Taco Time Canada, Taco Time Regina. They're getting kind of cheeky into it, Darren. If you go to Taco Time Regina and look at their Instagram right now, there's a photo of a quesadilla under a pane of glass, and it says, break glass in quesa emergency. <laughs> How about that? Right. So go and give them a follow. Um, by the way, Hey, the rock star of the day yesterday was Victor Kui. No surprise. The president of the Elks, Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions, brings you the rock star of the day. They specialize in improving your company's performance and bottom line through supply chain management services. Today's, who do you think, Moose? Matt DeBuck, Greg Ellingson, they were both outstanding. Yeah, they were both really good. Don't make me choose because, uh, yeah, it was a great day. Yeah, maybe we should put it to a vote. But right now, I think I would put it to uh, Greg Ellingson. I just love that guy. He's the kind of guy that makes you want to cheer for the CFL. He's the kind of guy that makes the CFL great. I want to mention, too, toughtribeformen.com. Tough Tribe for Men, the number four, contains aloe vera, botanicals, and antioxidants traditionally known for their scalp and hair benefits. We love our men. Welcome to the Tough Tribe, available today at toughtribeformen.com, Amazon Canada, and coming soon to a salon near you. I got my... Haircut for the roadie moose. Anything else that people need to know before we head to Los Angeles? Looking sharp, looking very sharp. Um, no, it's an exciting week. I mean, we got all these guests lined up to come down and, and be with us live. It's going to be a, a phenomenal time in L.A. So looking forward to that. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you, uh, we'll see you on the, uh, the West Coast. Yes, we're, we're winding it up here. I'm not going to get into any other uh, topics here other than Andrew Stute, big CFL fan, Montrealer, writes in. He says, it's not football talk, but Knuckles Nylon's firing at the Team 690 has created quite a stir on La Belle Province. They may lose people listening during his time slot. Rumor is he may do a podcast. Well, Moose, you were in Knuckles' living room advising him on business. How about that? Isn't that funny how things are all related, isn't it? Last minute of play. Last minute of play on the RP show. Well, it really is. It really is. I mean, I'm, yeah. I mean, I can't wait to get back out there. And it's going to have to happen before long. I'm going to have to get back into Knuckles living room. And we're, him and I are going to have to have another talk about what's next. Well, it's funny because uh, he's like, how did you get started doing this? And I said, well, we started on Facebook. And then we uh, went to television. I pointed at his TV. And he's like, I know. I watch every day. Darren, you're not gonna move. You're not gonna lose the memory of that night, probably for the rest of your life, are you? I thought you were half scared, half something else. No, no, it was it, like I was in awe. I mean, I just your heart's <laughs> warm. I love it. 
Yeah, Chris Knuckles, Nylon, Bob Marier. It was quite a time. Okay, Moose, I'll see you in L.A. See you in L.A. Thank you, Stacy. Thank you, Chris. We'll see you Monday from the Weston LAX airport here on Game Plus TV. He felt sorry for Mike Riley last night. Walking off the field, he looked so disappointed. The show's over, Lynch. And, and hurt. Oh, is it? Okay. Stop talking football. <laughs> for more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.